Whoa, careful here. You're tugging on your base. Oh, no. Not Don't the base. tug on your base and camera. It's disgusting. I don't want to see that. Tug. This is a family friendly podcast. This is a family podcast. everybody and welcome back to casual obsession a horror movie podcast where we talk about horror movies um on this episode we are discussing the hit horror marvel movie new mutants um with us as always is me emma Sorry, Noah's <laughs> laughing at how you described it as a hit movie while he has all of the below 50% <laughs> ratings up. The hit movie. It was a hit. Marvel movie. The hit anyway, Marvel movie. And uh, I'm Nina. I'm Hello. Noah. I'm Noah still. I'm sorry. And I am Jeff. Great. Perfect. Love it. So, <laughs> for those of you who... um. Are bad and haven't watched this movie let me go ahead and give you a quick uh summary of it so basically it's about mutants you know those things in x-men that like they're mutants and they have special powers yeah them it's about them but Damn. these people aren't these in are the x-men and they're new um and so they get taken to this hospital and they're like stuck in the hospital while a doctor named Dr. Reyes um, is like examining them and helping them and helping them kind of like learn to use their powers and control their powers. But there's just something like weird going on, like nothing's quite right um, as the main character, Danny, is just kind of like arriving at the hospital and trying to figure out what's going on. But yeah, that is a quick synopsis. Um, for those of yeah. you who don't know, this movie has been in kind of like development hell for a while. Uh, it's mm. had five release dates. Um, Yikes. It was originally set to release in April um, 2018, but was pushed back um, to February 19th, 2019 for reshoots. Then it was pushed back again to August 2019 uh, when Disney finalized like purchasing Fox. Then it was pushed back again to April 3rd, 2020 to make room for uh, X-Men Dark Phoenix. And then it was postponed again because of COVID. And then... <laughs> um finally it was actually released in august 28th um 2020 wow but none of us realized that it was released then um because i didn't notice that it had finally been released until it's almost like, like they didn't talk December. about it <laughs> yeah i knew exactly. it was released because i work in a nerd store and i kind of have to know these things but that was the only reason see was Go ahead. 
No, no, you. Uh, I'm going to ask questions about the movie itself and how it changed through all the delays and stuff. So, oh, yeah. See, I, w- I was excited when I first heard about it, you know, in what, like 2017 or whatever, when the first trailers dropped. Yeah, I thought it was going to be a fun time. I remember that really terrible um, trailer with the weird remix of Pink Floyd. Oh, and what yeah, song was you know, it? Uh, Another brick in the wall. Yikes. <laughs> it was just the kids chorus. No that doesn't good. even hit the hit the actual tone of the movie. No, it doesn't fit the tone of the movie at all. Not and at all. that's the big problem is that um, you can tell because I think the ads ended up staying pretty much the same. But I really feel like the tonal shift of the movie definitely changed. Yikes. That's interesting because out of all the movies I've seen that have been through development hell in the past few years, and I mean mm-hmm. Justice League and Suicide Squad I am referring to specifically, mm-hmm. this right. was the most tonally consistent out of out of the three of them. Yeah. Like it it honestly did come together. It was not a mm-hmm. good movie, in my opinion, but out of okay. well, well, I'm, my, glad. I'm glad we're on the same page there. So <laughs> I was talking Spoilers You guys were talking about before, being excited to talk about it, and I was just like, oh no, about, did they all like it? <laughs> okay, so before I talk about my my review of the movie, I want to say I was talking to my boss about the fact that I was going to watch this movie, and he was like, yeah, I watched that one recently. I'm like, oh yeah, what were your thoughts? He's like, well, it wasn't good, and I was like, yes, that's to be stated, and he's like, however, it was better than the past two installments of the X-Men. And I can say wholeheartedly that I agree with him on that. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Because those movies have been poopy lately. Very um, much so. I do get the impression. Originally, the director actually wanted it to lean more on the horror elements. Okay. Um, But he wasn't able to because Marvel. Yeah. Watching Um, it, mm -hmm. I get the impression that it was maybe supposed to be about 20 minutes longer with a really hard R rating, Mm -hmm. and it could have been good that way. Yeah. I agree. I think... It it was very close to that, too, honestly. Yeah. He says he felt a bit neutered because he had to tone down the film from his original full horror ideas. That's Um, unfortunate, because it could have been really cool in considering the angle that they did take with certain characters' powers, so... Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Um, a the soundtrack other also facts. reflected that. Oh, yeah, I'm going to talk about the soundtrack later. <laughs> a couple Sorry, other fun off. facts. Um, so this was directed by Josh Boone, who, mm-hmm. if you don't know, also directed the hit horror movie A Fault in Our Stars. Mm, very um, scary. I heard yeah. it was well, terrifying. I never went and watched it because I was too scared. Yeah. Yeah. We, same here. Maybe we'll cover that one someday on this podcast. <laughs> Next um, episode. <laughs> he started working on this after finishing that. And uh, he intended this to be the first movie in a trilogy. Ah, um, okay. That would have been the, good. I, I could have put up with that. Yeah. The second film was supposed to be an alien invasion movie. Featuring the alien mutant warlock. Uh, And then Uh, the third one was going to be a supernatural apocalyptic horror um, based on the X-Men comic Inferno. Okay, I don't want to be too much of a nerd here. First of all, Inferno is one of my my favorite comic book arcs. Secondly, and I would have loved to say it. Secondly, Warlock he couldn't have done because Warlock has now been teased in the MCU at the end of... um, 
Guardians at the two. end of Guardians two. So mm-hmm. that's 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 something that unfortunately has been yanked out from underneath him. But, but too bad. Yeah, I mean they've got well, like three different Quicksilvers, so why not both? Yeah. Um, yeah, honestly, we got to be very careful about the uh, X Men MCU content in this episode because Wandavision is currently addressing that. And I don't want to either spoil anything or get a theory so terribly wrong that I look back at this and cringe. I'm going to say as many things as I want because I haven't kept (laughs) up on the X-Men movies, the MCU movies. I'm not going to watch WandaVision. So, like... That's valid. The more That's I am, the happier Mephisto I will be, fan. honestly. Shut up. <laughs> Nina talks all day long about how Mephisto is behind everything. You're trying to rile Mephisto me up. Mephisto made won't Thanos work. snap. It will not Was work. Mephisto from is Star the one Wars? that gave, gave... That's Kit Fisto. No, that's um, Belasco. Isn't there, um, like, a thing in the comments where, like, Wanda's children are actually, like, Mephisto's kids or something? No. I'm not gonna have this conversation. I'm not doing it. Hey Nina, take the bait. Take the bait, Nina. I'm not. Um, I can't believe after Nina said I'm not rising to the bait, you baited her so hard. I don't know what you can expect. Well, um, actually, Warlock was supposed to be in this film. Um, and And then uh, Mephisto got him. Guess guess who was in talks for the role? Oh, Josh Brolin. No. Sasha Bar- Baron Cohen. Cohen. No, holy fuck! You're kidding. Would that have been no. good? You're absolutely no. <laughs> he was he was in talks for the role. Character. <laughs> That's like remember how everyone said Nick Cage was in talks to play Superman. It is that level of well. He ill-fitting. that might be it the one Superman like, movie that I would ever be excited to watch. <laughs> it would have been like a CGI character, and Sasha Baron Cohen would have done like the voice and like. Um, mocap. I hate it. I just love the idea of <laughs> him doing his Borat voice. <laughs> Very nice. Oh, <laughs> uh, you mutants. Very nice. I could do a whole podcast episode on my mixed feelings towards um, Sasha Baron Cohen, but let's move on. Yeah. Uh, the last thing, the last fun fact that I'll say, because um, the other fun facts are kind of spoilery. Um, mm-hmm. Is this was the last Marvel film to be released with Stan Lee as an executive producer? Oh, really? Yeah, I did yep. notice that in the credits. Oh. But he's not in. The oh, movie. I guess because it was in limbo for the entirety of it. Mm-hmm. He isn't in the movie. No. Yeah. Well, that would be really weird considering how the cast consists of literally six characters. No, yeah, he could have made have it fit. work. Come on. His cameo in every single movie that he is in completely breaks the immersion of the whole thing because it makes you look at him and say, hey, that's Stan Lee. So we need one one other Raimi levels. Mm, Yes, there there were going to be some additional reshoots after Disney um, got basically acquisitioned Fox and this movie by Mm -hmm. proxy. But by that point. It had been like two years since they initially like shot the film and like the actors have noticeably aged. And yeah. so they're like, yeah, we can't realistically reshoot. And thank God, because I, I bet you one thing they would have 
completely erased from the movie. And I'm really salty with Disney for canceling a film that I was really looking forward to. So I'm just going to say it. It probably would have been the romance that's in this movie because it is, in fact, a lesbian romance. They probably would have cut that out entirely because it's Disney and they're the worst. Yeah, this is the first, like, big on-screen lesbian romance for Marvel, mm-hmm. which I love. Does and that it was make really them, cute. It does was that make so them cute. Disney's first gay characters for the 17th time? Yes. Yes. Nice. Um, but also, and perhaps even more importantly, because there was some great, um, what's the word? There's some great representation for a very small and uh, um, marginalized group of people, the furries. Oh. (laughs) I was going to say, are you talking about people who can't hold an accent for more than three seconds? Because that was heavily represented. I love Daniel Craig. What are you talking about? (laughs) Daniel Craig rocked it in Knives Out, though. That that bad Louisiana accent. He did actually kill it in that one. But have you ever watched Dreamhouse? I was thinking you were talking about Tomb Raider, but okay. <laughs> is Daniel Craig I've in never, Tomb Raider? I've never watched a Tomb yeah. Raider movie. Yeah, is Tomb Raider scary? I wish. So next week, to, next anyway, week we're the watching the scariest Tomb Raider. movie I've ever seen. <laughs> Can we give our ratings now, actually? Wait, we need, already, don't we need the critical else? ratings? Oh, yeah. I yeah guess let's so. hear what other people what? think of this movie before we talk yeah. about what we think of this movie. Boy, howdy, they're bad. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> See, I was going into this not expecting to find a lot of good stuff, right? Because I figure at the very least, even if this movie was a good movie, it's going to carry the X-Men stank of having never put out a good movie in their life. They haven't. So it's not going to go well, right? Logan, excuse okay, me. Okay, Logan was good. Oh, a yeah. lot of people Gigantic ignore Logan. Logan yeah, people are like, um, Logan actually isn't an X-Men movie because it's just about Wolverine. It is but it's got X-20, Professor X X-20, X-20, X-23 and Caliban mm-hmm. and so many characters that are from the comics are in that. And Xavier. That movie, absolutely fantastic. Very, very good movie. Love it. It's part um, of the reason my wife X-Men and I are together. Around, and, aw. That's cute. Hmm. That's is, really is it because cute. she saw that you cried at the end of Logan and she's like, oh, he's not a fake man. He's a real man. No, it's just going cried. to see Logan was our first date. And mm-hmm. it was the third time that I had seen the movie in theaters, but I didn't tell her that. <laughs> That's so <laughs> That's the way to do cute. It. That's cute. Anyway, okay. the, yeah, the, critics, um, the critics hated this movie. The, okay, so IMDb uh, ringing in with a nice 5.3, which is about what I expected to see, right? I was expecting about a middle of the road. Yep. Okay. <laughs> no, Jeff, out of five. <laughs> 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 um... We got Rotten Tomatoes with the lowest score. No. Mm, yeah, lowest score of the bunch with a 35%. Whoa, which that, I got to be honest, the movie's not that bad. I, don't, I think that's a little bit too harsh. It's not is, good, yeah. granted. But I feel 35. like Rotten Tomatoes is always like more harsh. Yeah. Yeah, they kind of Well, are. Metacritic came in with a 43. Ow. That's for that. And Letterboxd is 2.3 out of 5. So, you know, we got a nice 46% on that one. Wow, so yeah. we're reaching like 50% at best, basically. We're okay. trending 40, <laughs> 45. I really want to talk about okay. our ratings for this. Yeah. Uh, so, Nina, why don't you start us off with your okay. personal rating so thoughts I'm, on this movie? I am unfortunately also going to have to give two ratings for this movie. As an X-Men fan, 
Uh, in the ranking of X-Men movies, this one is a 9 out of 10 with Logan being a 10 out of 10. So it's it, like, like comparatively to the rest of Suck the X-Men Days movie. Days of Future Past fans. They were, it, it, Days of Future Past was not great. X-Men but was, First Contact. I you sucked didn't too. like First Class. It's First Class, by the way. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like really want to see the, the Star Trek X-Men crossover movie. That would be, I don't know, First Class Contact or whatever you Picard would call it. Picard is there. there. Professor X is also there. He is both anyway. characters simultaneously. Anyway. And they talk about it. Anyway. Yes. Uh, uh, so that's, for an X-Men movie, I thought this is really, really good. It was entertaining. I liked the adaptations of the characters a lot. I loved getting to see Magic and her powers on screen. She's one of my favorite characters, etc. For a horror movie, this is a generous, I'm being generous. I felt like it was a 5 out of 10. Mm, okay it's not that scary i didn't think it was a good horror movie i don't think it pulled off horror even a little bit it was way too superhero-y i feel like in the horror regard with all the reshoots and recuts i think it's very obvious that marvel like disney marvel is set on being the first marvel horror movie quote unquote with um the new Doctor Strange, because that's the angle they were kind of working on yeah. originally. I very heavily feel like they are that they tried to force them as being the first one and gutted a lot of elements of this movie for it. Flip side, this was a really fun movie to watch. I did not have a bad time with it in the slightest. Um I give it a six out of ten. I think it earned its above average place. This is not by any means a below average movie in my book horror movie nice. yeah no it's it's if we're going by how scary i think it is i mean it's it's not a horror movie well but like but if I you go in with like x-men expectations it's like wow it, this it, is so honestly, much better than previous movies as someone <laughs> like who, literally what yeah, i said yeah like i skipped dark phoenix because why would i watch dark Terrible. phoenix yeah i, I watched I apocalypse and it was really bad yep um man he's apocalypse was just such a edgelord at redditor atheist and it's it was un- so it's bad like he was like the thanos like philosophy but if it was written by someone who didn't have an understanding of the nuance mm-hmm. like i don't even agree i think the people who agree with thanos and people who think he was a sympathetic villain um are blind to or haven't dealt with many male manipulators in their lives um or many humans but- in general i think <laughs> And I think there's just people who are privileged to not have had someone like that in their life before where they can find him sympathetic or they are that person. Fair. Um, it's, I'm not a bigot. I hate everybody equally. Yeah, that kind of person. <laughs> I am hilarious and original. And Apocalypse is even even worse mm-hmm. than Thanos. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, we're, we're on a slump. I mean, the first X-Men movie, right? Campy. Super but campy. Fun. But the fun. second one. Second one is great. Second one's fun. I, I love enjoy it. Actually, no, I forgot. I cannot X2. think of a single thing that happens in the second X Men movie. 
Nightcrawler. No, I think every Night single shot there. of the first one is like etched on the inside of my skull. I could probably recite half of the movie word for word because the lines are all so Because laughable. there's so few. Exactly. But I have got no idea what the plot of the second movie even there is. Was the, it was just a Wolverine movie. It was a Wolverine movie because it involved the kid of the one guy. Striker. Who, of Striker. And they tried to use Cerebro at the end, but it was already like decayed and shit. Like, that's all mm. I remember. Yeah. It's been it was, a long time since I watched that movie. It was X-Men Origins Wolverine. Part um, two. <laughs> but then they just redid it in Wolverine. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. X3, X3 was, was bad. Yeah, yeah it, it was, was real terrible, bad. Yeah. That's the it one started where they, the like, trend find the of cure listening or to the internet. No, it yeah, started the trend of trying to make Jean Grey the main character. Oh, yeah, that's And it. I just do not like that. Um, First Class was fine. It started the trend of trying to make Magneto and Charles the main characters, which I also which don't super love. It's I love better. Bella. It's a step up from focusing on Jean Grey, which means that you it have is. to focus on Scott. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, they're more um, entertaining characters, but if nothing else. Th- the thing is, by the like to to speed through the other X Men movies, mm-hmm. um, Origins is a guilty pleasure of mine. I really enjoy it. Not good at all, but boy, it's how so it's bad. fun to watch. It's I absolutely, <laughs> it, I absolutely love. I love it for the same reasons I love this movie. I love seeing Gambit on screen. I just like in this movie. Um, He's in there exactly. Um, I loved, I loved seeing a bunch of different comic characters and how they were adapted to screen is the most part, except for Deadpool. Screw that. Why did they do that? That was the worst decision they could have possibly made. And I don't know why they did it to this day, but they fixed Um, it. So, but they fixed it. So we can just pretend it never happened. Um, first class, I already mentioned what else the Wolverine is terrible. It made me so upset. When I watched it the first time, I watched it the night before Days of Futures Past, so I could be up to date if it was mentioned if at we all. If we were naming it like Friday the 13th movies, it would be Wolverine, or I'm sorry, it would be Logan Goes to Japan. Logan Goes to Japan. <laughs> oh, I forgot and about that movie. I know, it's, right? <laughs> it, it ruins a couple characters that my brother really liked, um, Silver Samurai, uh, to name one. Uh, I really like, uh, I think her name's Yumiko, I don't remember for sure. Um... But I really like her in the comics. She kind of sucked in the movie. She was like a scene kid. Uh, not not a good movie. Didn't like it. Zero out of ten. Uh, Days of Futures Past. Enjoyed. Mm, it was I, fun. It was fine. And then we got Apocalypse uh, and, got and Dark Apocalypse. Phoenix, which we already Those talked are about. It's, bad. Um, so yeah. in the in the grand timeline of X Men, this sits much closer to the top than it, it does to the bottom. Clo- and then we got Logan, which was incredible, but mm-hmm. also so far removed. Which is this movie in a is also of its own. This movie is also extremely far, far removed in that it doesn't even mention the X Men outside of name dropping them as a place you can go, um, which I find very interesting um, for comic book reasons. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> What if somebody made an alternate version of YMCA by the village people? Where are you but going with this? But instead of saying young man, they just say X-Man. <laughs> I don't, I don't you think that there's a joke place you can go, and that's what I thought of immediately. Oh my gosh, you're right. That X-Men. would actually be a really good There's parody. a place you can go, I said X-Men. <laughs> uh, I am a moron. Anyways. <laughs> what, what was your... 
What was your review oh, yeah. of this movie? <laughs> oh, right. We're still doing ratings. Um, oh, my gosh. I'm so sorry. This is exactly no, what I was I trying it. not to do. I this is it. what we I'm need so because watching this movie, I knew literally nothing about any of these characters. Mm -hmm. The whole movie as a whole, I think, felt more like the Walmart version of the X-Men than it did an actual Marvel property <gasps> in a lot of ways. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and this is because That's Fox's movies in general, though. No, this is X because is the Walmart version. It was so <laughs> ruined by like you know being owned by Disney and all the delays and such. Like, mm -hmm. I I want to focus more on the potential than the squandering, but um, but you didn't know what the potential was. Yeah, that's valid. <laughs> yeah, I had no idea what to look for. I feel like I would understand the depth of a lot of things in this movie a lot better if I knew who these characters were. But like, you know, the whole way through, I was just like, Lockheed seems pretty cool. Mm, he <laughs> he did. is. I hate this Lockheed Brazilian dude. Best. Lockheed yeah. is still pretty yeah. cool. That's the whole movie for me. It's super valid. Yeah. Oh, I can't, and, I can't wait I mean, to get into stuff. Coming like out the other side, Lockheed's still pretty cool, but he yeah. is. Um, He's the best. Yeah, I don't know. What did I give Crimson Peak? Like a five? I don't remember. Because I enjoyed yeah, watching this an awful lot more than I enjoyed Crimson Peak. Mm -hmm. Maybe just because it's shorter. I don't know who's to say. So I'm gonna give it like a five point five. Okay. Yep. Nice. Because nice. it's it's fun enough to watch. It's yeah. definitely not good. But like no. I can see the potential where it could have been good. Mm -hmm. And it didn't annoy me. Okay. Listen up, everybody. Inside of you, there are two bears. Oh my god. Oh, just like in the movie. There's just two like bears in the, movie. in the movie. There are two bears constantly fighting for your soul. One bear likes this movie. <laughs> and the other bear. Supports Gina Carano. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Emma, I'm so glad you liked this movie. <laughs> I give this movie a 10 out of 10. <laughs> it was incredible. I loved it. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> Best X Men movie besides Logan. Yeah. Incredible. That's the worst part, is that is actually a reasonable thing to say. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I think the nice thing about it is it, it managed to take itself reasonably seriously. Mm -hmm. Just enough. Without taking itself as seriously as, like, the Origins. flaws of... Well, no, because I don't think Origins took itself no, seriously Origins at all. I kind of got the I am. It, it had Will I Am. It did have Will I Am, you're right. Wait, Origins had Will I Am? He played the oh, cowboy <laughs> cowboy hat wearing teleporting man. He's like, I'm Will I Am and I got a big gun. And that oh, was, no. that's, that's what he says. Bit. He walks on the screen and he says that. Logan comes and connects with him later and he's just like, I'm still Will I Am and I can't help you. Yeah, and but then I'll Charlie from Lost bit. comes in and he's like, Hey, it's me, Charlie from Drive Shaft. And then he turns a light on and that's it. Oh, okay. He do be turning lights on. Anyway, I, I let's let's move on. <laughs> yeah. Um so okay. So now that we have that out of the way, we have trigger warnings. Noah has one ring? trigger down. <laughs> okay, what what's your trigger, Noah? Racism? Yeah, why is Ilyana so fucking racist? 
racist. It's like it's not entirely out of character, but she's so racist. Yeah, uh, she, she says is. some she really is. crappy stuff. She's from Mother Russia. That's not an excuse. No, her brother's not. not racist. He's brother's actually not racist. the sweetest person. Do you know? <laughs> what are you not? You're not going to say. We're, are we going into spoilers? It's not, not a spoiler. Not it's just base knowledge that people. No, because to talk about her spoilers, I'm uh, her her brother. I'm also going to talk about spoilers for her backstory. You literally don't. You could just say it without okay, explaining. But I want to okay, talk now, hold about on a more second. stuff this is something that I absolutely it. hate about X-Men characters is I can't make the, you know, this character's mom was the real villain joke because <laughs> every character's parent or sibling is actually a character who's in the canon. Yeah. And it's yeah. probably somebody that I already know about and I just maybe, don't know maybe how they're Wanda, all connected. Maybe you Wanda's dad was the villain all the time. Wanda's oh, that's Magneto. It's, yeah. No, um, uh, it's Colossus. Her brother's uh, Colossus, the oh. big silver dude. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know. that's why her and arm does the thing. And never mentioned that okay. in the movie. That's not well, no, relevant that's not why at her all, all right. That's not why her arm does the thing. What? Well, I will talk about that when we get to spoilers. But it's like him. Yeah, no. I will, it's just I like... Can, no, it's <laughs> not. I will tell you the whole backstory I'm, for Jeff, I'm her. so sorry. <laughs> this is going to be an extra long episode because I need to hear everything. Because <laughs> I know literally nothing. That's Does fine. anyone else have triggers? Because um, I'm pretty sure triggers. that's... Um, there's a dog um, the that only, doesn't die. There's a dog that doesn't die. She's okay. Um... um the only the other trigger up, I could potentially think of was there was... A scene where the main character Danny was thinking of killing herself by jumping mm. off a bell tower, um, and then she didn't. Yeah. Um, the evil priest could be a thing for some people. Yeah, there's mm. an evil yeah. priest. The the dudes I mean, without like, faces could be a thing for some people. The yeah, scene, those dudes are creepy. The scene where Danny is restrained and um, going to be medically uh, that was what I was down. also that, thinking that of that one is yeah. that one is one that I could see being a trigger for some people. It's pretty scary. So. Yeah. yeah. Um. Okay. So with trigger warnings out of the way, guess what time it is? Is it is it summary? Is it Emma scary rating? rating? It's almost. It's Emma scary rating. Oh, yay! <laughs> it's almost three o'clock. Now. I have news for you, all you naysayers out there who say this movie isn't scary. It is, in fact, very scary. (gasps) Because compared to other Marvel properties that have had no scary, like WandaVision, just a cute little show about like them traveling through time, being in different like sort of time period TV things. I haven't watched the last few episodes, but I imagine it just keeps that trend. <laughs> but this is the scariest Marvel property that has been released. And as such, it gets a 10 out of 10. What did you just wow. throw? Is it as scary as Spider-Man 3? Even scarier. Ooh. Yeah, that's that's fair. Sorry, Tobey Maguire's emo haircut. <laughs> scary part out. of the movie. <laughs> have you guys seen? Oh my god, this is getting off track. Uh, have you guys seen that video where it's Spider Man Three, Spider Man um, facing Darth Maul? Yes. yes. <laughs> I have 
have not seen that one. If you guys it's haven't so seen good. that, please look it up. It's really funny. We run funny. a very serious podcast. We, we're very we stay serious on topic one hundred percent of the time. Yeah, and that's why you enjoy our podcast. Okay, so it is. Um, now we're gonna go into the spoilery summary. So the movie starts off with our main character, uh, Danny Moonstar, um, on her Indian reservation with her dad. She's woken up in the middle of the night saying that like a tornado has touched down and they have to run. Um, she goes and hides in the forest, but it wasn't actually a tornado. It was a demon bear that her powers had summoned and killed everybody. Uh, you don't find that out till later in the movie, though. So... Uh, she's knocked unconscious and then wakes up um, chained to a hospital bed and is in this like hospital institution that is run by Dr. Cecilia Reyes. Um, Reyes is a very like comforting presence, very like calm and nurturing, like mother figure sort of talks about how um, she's just there to help. Danny understand and learn to control her powers and uh, that once she does she can be released back into society um, and all that stuff. Um, Danny then goes and meets the other mutants who are in the facility. There's um, Sam who is uh, like a cannonball. <laughs> that's his, <laughs> his uh, X-Men name. Thank you. Um, what? Yeah, he he can like shoot off really really fast. Um there's Ilyana, um who we've talked about a little bit. Uh she whose has... last name is Rasputin, which is yeah. dumb as shit. Ra, That's... Ra, yeah. Rasputin. That's... <laughs> Colossus's last name too. Did, didn't anyone say when it was, was Colossus's last... full name? It's Colossus Rasputin. I think it's uh PR Peter but in Russian, which Pyotr. I can't pronounce. Rasputin. Pyotr. Pyotr. Yeah, um, she has like a cool metal arm and like laser sword dealio and she can transport herself back to this fantasy world is real cool. And her also Lockheed. Most um, important. Lockheed, Lockheed is not part of her powers, but he is there. He's uh, not. Lockheed, Lockheed was there. <laughs> <laughs> Lockheed is her um, dragon like hand puppet but then when she uses her powers he turns into a real dragon um then there's bobby da costa who uh turns into fire and then there's uh rain who is a wolf girl which also just saying the cast for this movie Fantastic. is like surprisingly mm -hmm. really good because mm -hmm. it's like Maisie williams there's um i didn't recognize her for a hot second because of how young she looks in this movie yeah because I, they shot it like three years ago yeah. when she was yeah. like a baby a baby baby yeah and then anya There's, taylor joy who's fantastic yeah mm -hmm. her stock has been blowing up lately there's <laughs> um charlie heaton who isn't like a very well-known name but if you've seen stranger things he's um the brother and yeah, uh, he's not yeah. huge but everybody knows him yeah everybody knows him he's good and they also had um we'll, we'll talk about this later there was another person who was cast for this movie um but they didn't put his scenes in and so huh. we'll, we'll talk oh, about hmm. that I'm excited Nita, you'll be about excited that. about it i'm sure i will 
It's, uh, it's regarding a person I know you want to talk about. Oh my god, is it who I think it is? Uh-huh. Is um, oh my god. I was so, It's no. Magneto's cousin. No, okay. you're not so, gonna even understand what I'm saying when I talk about it. I don't so understand she, anything you say. She she meets all these people and gets along with Rain and everybody else she's kind of neutral towards except for Ilya, who she um, does not Shadow get along Legends. with. Rain Shadow Legends. <laughs> you said to Rain um, as I was drinking and I choked thinking about that. I'm um, sorry. They have these like group therapy sessions and stuff, but then after Danny arrives there, everybody starts getting these really weird nightmares and hallucinations. Um, and it leads to this point where they eventually... Uh, drug Dr. Reyes where to where she falls asleep and they kind of have like a party um, and they're attacked by these like nightmare creatures um, and that Danny is accidentally conjuring um, because that's her power and uh, then Dr. Reyes wakes up and uh, freaks out and everything um, and uh, she gets word she like calms down the situation and then she gets word from um what's the corporation called? Essex. Essex Corp. Um, who's who she's working for, that to collect additional DNA samples from Danny and then to like put her down because her power is too dangerous. And so then Dr. Reyes takes her into like the surgical room and ties her down and is going to kill her, but she's saved by uh, Rain, um, who comes in all wolf-like and like scratches up Dr. Reyes's face. Um, Reyes escapes, and uh, the others eventually all meet up um, because since Danny's unconscious, like her nightmare powers are going out of control, um, and uh, they finally corner Dr. Reyes, and she like traps them in this like shield power that she has. But then um, Danny summons a giant demon bear. Um, it's one of the two bears that are inside you. It's one of the two bears that are inside you. I thought it was and... a third scary bear. <laughs> and the oh, bear sorry, eats yeah. Dr. Reyes, but then they have to fight the bear. Um, and eventually all of them are losing against the bear. But then Danny stands up and is like, hey, I'm the boss bitch. And the bear calms down. Um, and then the movie ends, um, this shield that had been keeping them inside the hospital the entire time is down now that Dr. Reyes is dead and they're like, oh, let's go see what's out there and blah, 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 blah. And that's the end. No after credit scene, which did surprise me. Oh, good. I, I was hoping for an it, after so credit scene. I was hoping there wouldn't so, be one. Right off the bat, I want to talk real quick about Essex Corp. And yes. who that ties to. Yes. Um, so angry. Nina, I want, I want you to talk about it because I know okay. you're excited. <laughs> Is it Dio? It's it, Dio. It, it might as well be Dio. It's the Dio of the, of the X-Men universe because literally every time something weird is going on in the X-Men universe, it wraps around to, it was Mr. Sinister all along. Is his and name Mr. Yeah. Sinister? 
His name his is Nathaniel name is Essex, Sinister. but yes, his name is Mr. Sinister. That's he so dumb. Is, <laughs> it's so dumb. He is an orchestrator behind cloning mutants um, to try and kind of create the most powerful mutant is one is one of the reasons, or to kind of control mutants is another. Oh, like um, from Logan. He, I gotcha. He almost ruined yes. Logan because he was cast to be played in Logan. One might say that he's still uh, a part of Logan because mm-hmm. that would be where where Logan's clone would come from. However, right, right. he's not seen in Logan, and if you Thank know God. what this man looks like, you, you guys agree should with do me yourselves a, a favor if you have not, if you have no idea what Mr. Sinister Imagine looks like. Imagine if you please will, Glenn Danzig. <laughs> it's Danzig mixed wait, with Dracula. Wait a Dracula <laughs> date. We, we gotta Mr. talk about Sinister? who was. We gotta talk about who was cast to play Mr. Sinister. Who was cast to play Mr. Sinister? Was it Glenn Danzig? <laughs> it was not Glenn Danzig. Who was it? John Hamm. <gasps> he would actually be perfect. What? <laughs> this man looks like can... a like a um evil Superman. Yeah, but with a cape, like a terrible cape. Oh yeah, like <laughs> like if you were to okay, make yeah, like John a Hamm comically evil looking version of Superman, John he Hamm would look like maybe... Mr. Sinister. I hate Mr. So Mr. Sinister has created a couple pretty important clones, um, but the most important, in my opinion, is uh, Madeline Pryor, who is the mother of Cable from the X-Men universe. So there's that. Um, She's cool, and I love her, and she deserved better than... uh, Everyone deserves better than Cyclops, but she specifically deserved better than Cyclops. Mm -hmm. Uh, I could see John Hamm. Like, if they gave... If they toned down the costume as they do with everyone else's costumes always um and they just gave him a suit uh he could have totally he could totally pull it off yeah definitely i think they should have robert pattinson do it i totally forgot who our pad was for a sec there and like <laughs> glitched out but mm. <laughs> i think that's the effect he tries to have <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, that's one comic book character that I was waiting, once they mentioned Essex, I was like, I know that name, I don't remember who that is, I googled it, and I'm like, are they gonna say the name Mr. Sinister in this movie? If they said the name Mr. Sinister in this movie, this movie would have gone from a six to a four for me. (laughs) Yeah. Immediately. I fully expected, so Ilyana has a moment, her, her, um, her hero name is Magic, and she is the only character who has a moment where she like does the clever little name drop um someone's like you can't fight the demon bear it's magic and she looks to the camera and she goes so am i um and i expected them to do the same thing with mr sinister i expected someone to be like there's something more sinister going on here <laughs> and then he would uh, walk in and happen. be like so am i <laughs> <laughs> and then mr sinister's mom came in oh and said don't God. bully my boy sinister is his what own are mom you, some kind of the new mutants <laughs> <laughs> i i don't know if i'm remembering correctly but i'm pretty sure mr sinister pulls like what ultron does in the comics where he just makes a new version of himself every free, few years is that what I might ultron be does so st- Okay, yes. I guess as a guy who clones people, it makes sense. But that's so stupid. That is stupid. I hate comic books so much because they <laughs> all they ramp up to more. a point where they're like, I don't know what to do anymore. And then they either they have to kill God yes. or they reboot the entire universe yes. and we get our 532nd Spider-Man origin story. This is why I, I stopped reading comics, uh, the X-Men comics. I read them from the original run through the late 80s. 
uh, and then I stopped. And I haven't read an X Men comic uh, that's more up to date than that. And I'm glad. <laughs> Is that not what D and D campaigns are, though? D and D campaigns you either are different. Kill God, or you start over, or you live long yeah. enough to see yourself become the the God that gets killed. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, that anyway. But enough so about the keys sinister. to the kingdom books. Do you guys want to hear about Ileana's comic book backstory? Since yes. since Jeff seems Please. very confused, extremely. Um, that's that's not fair to call Jeff out like that. I would be so confused if you okay. had not been next to me the entire movie, going, "Okay, so this character's backstory." I don't think you know. I don't think that Rain actually turns into a wolf in the storyline. I think she just gets hairy. I'm not a hundred percent sure. So, um, actually, Ileana the so, whole time, yeah. and it was it helped <laughs> so Wolf's, much. Wolfsbane doesn't turn into a full dog until she's much further along into her, her process of learning how to. Yes. And into learning how to control her powers. Um, it, initially, she's very much looks like a version of Beast that's just skinnier and brown instead of blue. That's pretty um, lame. Uh, I like her with as the a classic X Men hair. That with the classic like clown 80s hair, X Men yeah, hair. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you know what I'm you talking know, about. Yeah. Anyway, so Ileana, um, she is Colossus's little sister. Um, she is like, like at least ten years old, younger than him. Um, what happened was she was in a situation where she was trapped in a dimension in, in this is comic book. Now what happens in the movie? Cause what happens in the movie is slightly different um, in the comics. She is trapped in a dimension called limbo. And while the X-Men try to save her in their dimension, she ages throughout the years. Time works differently there. She creates the soul sword, kills the ruler of limbo and becomes ruler of limbo herself. Wow. Um, Yeah. She is able to summon Colossus into her world. He sees what she's become and he's a little worried about her, but she does eventually get back to the to the normal world. Now a fully grown uh, older teenager. And um, despite time having not passed in the X-Men world and she becomes an X-Men going by magic. Her powers are extremely ill defined. Um, They are very similar to Scarlet Witches in that she can do magic manipulation um, but she can also teleport by stepping into limbo and um, she can create this magic armor and the soul sword. That's oh. basically it. Uh, she doesn't turn to metal like Colossus. I don't even remember if she's actually a mutant or if I think the magic manipulation part is the part that is mutancy. But um, everything else is kind of learned from being in limbo. I would never have picked any of that up from this movie. I thought that being able to transport into Limbo and summon the sword was just her power. Yeah, no, they they don't go into any of it. Um, they just kind of play it off as her powers, but it's all things that she learned out of trauma, which, you know, they do kind of point to that in this movie. And then I, for... No, go ahead. I think that they were going to try to build up to that sort of. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. the third movie was supposed to be more centered on her. Yeah. Um, so I think that probably like would have been explained in more detail. Yeah. Because Inferno as a comic book arc is focused on Nightcrawler, but Nightcrawler and Ileana are very... Um, th- this might sound weird. They're kind of similar. Uh, Lockheed, though, and this will be my last dump for now. Lockheed is an alien that Kitty Pride, who is played by um, Elliot Page in the original uh, movies, 
um, Kitty Pride finds this alien dragon on a spaceship and brings him back to Earth as her pet. And that's Lockheed. He's a real actual dragon who hangs out with Kitty at first and then later later on magic. I wish we could share the video from this recording so that anyone could see Jeff's <laughs> This is the dumbest and most convoluted shit I have ever heard in my life. <laughs> that makes no sense at all. Him being a, a puppet that just suddenly spontaneously comes to life yeah, through that some made no sort sense of mystical to me movie either. magic makes more sense. Than what you that, just yeah. said. Well, no. Yeah. Which, what, when knowing knowing the origin of Lockheed and then seeing him in this movie made no sense to me. I was like, is he just a figment of Ileana's imagination? How she does not come up with Lockheed as a character. That is Kitty entirely. Um, she names all of like a bunch of different things Lockheed before she actually meets the actual Lockheed. Um, That's weird. Yeah, uh, that one's weird. For sure. And then the weirdest thing about Ileana to me is that she mentions the X-Men and how they could be become part of the X-Men. She does not mention that her brother is currently a member of the X-Men. And that is going to be like the weirdest thing to me. That's valid. I mean, when the you know juggernaut shows up, he's never like, my brother's Professor X. But like... But she's well, like, he's oh, too dumb. He we, doesn't could, know. <laughs> we could join the X-Men. And everyone else is like, why would we want to join the X-Men? And she's like, yeah, you're right. It's maybe, like, Ileana. Maybe that's why, though. Maybe she's like, hey, and we could join the X-Men. Smiles, thumbs up, and everyone's like, hey, uh, the X-Men, uh, they kind of suck ass. And she's like, yeah, no, I'm too cool for the X-Men, too. I also <laughs> wouldn't want to be the I do not. I do not love and miss my brother at all. Yeah. <laughs> I would not summon my brother to the area if given the chance. Yeah. Which is what she does every time. So, yeah, that was weird to me. Like, it's not weird that they didn't that they didn't want to mention that he was her brother, like on on a grander scale. But it was weird that they went so far as to have her specifically mention the X-Men and nothing about Colossus. So I don't know if maybe in this movie they, universe she's not supposed to be related to him. That's the or only maybe thing she's I just not think. aware because they haven't seen each other in so long for whatever well, set be. of reasons. Actually, yeah. I, I think that that actually makes the most sense. Is that she just doesn't even know that she maybe might not know she's... he's. It's either it's that, and in my mind, tied for too cool for school. Yeah, I wouldn't be an X Men either. Cries <laughs> silently. I do like. I, that. I, think I feel like one. her and Negasonic Teenage Warhead would be friends. They would. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they and would. I would, but not I, would right away. I would want to see that friendship on screen. Definitely. Yeah. Um, that, that would be power couple not power like couple. not like dating because not Negasonic dating because is taken but yeah obvi so um to divert a little bit away from her backstory though right I, I have beef with one specific character and not for the reason you think oh is it is it because of i know what you mean go ahead i okay. don't think you do i think so I so Roberto Bobby da Costa. Yeah, it's his nickname. Yeah. Isn't He's it? just it's a human torch, right? No, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. What nickname are you thinking of? The nickname Bobby? Uh, no, Berto. You okay. we, so you here's already the complained here's about the this. Thing. In in the movie, the the um Dr. Reyes says, and this is Bobby, and not a single person in that movie calls him Bobby. It is the most out of touch teacher moment which would be great if he wasn't listed as bobby as his like name in other sources because everyone in the movie calls him berto 
Oh yeah. No one calls him that. Bobby. I didn't notice yeah. her calling him Bobby. Yeah, she introduces him as Bobby, and when he's like unreasonably horny in that like circle that they're all sitting in. Right. Yeah. Yeah. She introduces him as Bobby. And I'm like, okay. And then every single time it's Roberto or Berto. Yeah. I which I is, would also like to call out about him. Mm-hmm. Why is he always the only one doing chores? Yeah, he literally That's a good is. Question. Which is weird because he's the rich kid. Why is his compulsive thing that he does chores all the time? It seems like it's a comfort thing for him. It's kind of. I also love how he throws away his t-shirts that get wet from dishwater. Yeah, what yeah. in the world? That's a, a character that's a true rich kid thing. No matter how rich you get, when does that start to make sense? That's just... <laughs> um, yeah. Barreto definitely gets the prize for grew on me most over the runtime. Because I, I already like Diliana, even though she's a bitch, I did come in with some predisposed love for her. Um, but I had no love for Sam through the whole movie. Don't care for him as a character. I'm oh. so angry at his accent. Either have an accent or don't have an accent. Who told him in one scene, they're like, all right, you need to do such an accent. He's like, okay, I'll do an accent. And then the next scene, they're like, so that accent sucked. Actually, don't do that. But they didn't reshoot. He just didn't have an accent. And then he did have an accent. Mm -hmm. It's like they just bounced between telling him Kentucky and Ohio and then just. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) And then like they're like, here, hold this piece of coal. Because it's important to you, and we, and so he's just like holding it in one scene. We never see it before. We never see it again until <laughs> he throws it into the stratosphere. He's like, and then he, yeah. he's gonna kill someone with that. That man just shot. <laughs> the closest, yeah, the closest town is twenty miles away. Powers, actually, because when his we powers? first see him yeah. using his powers, and he like ties himself onto that big heavy thing and he like zips around in a circle and slams into the ground a bunch of times. It looks like his power is so completely uncontrollable. But then later in the movie, we see him use it twice for a real quick burst where he just runs in yeah, a straight line micro through something. And it looks perfectly manageable. Like he's got a perfect handle on it. Yeah. And it's not a problem at all. So mm-hmm. what is the deal there? That seems that's something that I have a complaint about through the whole movie because Here's the thing, at least two times, maybe more, Ilyana is in a situation where she's screaming and, and wants to leave, and she could just teleport. She could teleport out of solitary. Easy. Yeah. And, and like, she does have, like, the whole trauma response with uh, Sam, where he's like, do something, do something, and finally she does teleport out. And it's like, okay, so it just took her a moment to realize that she had agency there. But with Solitary, there's no reason that at some point she shouldn't have been just like, eh, eh, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> so something, actually, I watched this with Becca, and something that she pointed out halfway through the movie is, like, how is solitary any worse than just going back to that's their regular bedroom? That's what I said, Because yeah. that's exactly yeah. what all their regular bedrooms are. It's just a slightly like, larger it's room. It's literally when, no different. When she mentioned solitary, like, at the beginning before they just showed it, I was like, oh, so they just, like, go back to their rooms. And yeah. then, like, they actually showed solitary. I was like, what's the point of that? Like, well, it's, just a, it's just a worse bed. Yeah. And that's, I think, the only difference. Apparently yeah. so. Yeah, well... Uh, 
That's, that's you odd. already don't have privacy. You already can't leave your room after after lights out. Like, what is the difference? Yeah. Yeah. Also, a, a major problem that I had with, uh, like you said, Ileana has so many scenes where she's like, you know, raging and angry and wants out. Um, so in the one scene where she starts to uh, realize that Danny is the reason for all the bad things that have been happening and Dr. Reyes like sedates her. And as she passes out, she says she'll kill us all or something along those lines. And in literally the next scene, she's just sitting on the floor in her room. Danny walks in and it's not a thing. Danny just no, walks in. She, she's yeah. like, hey there, I bought you Lockheed. And Ileana's just like, I guess I'll tell you my life story now because we're friends and yeah. all. <laughs> and that makes no I, sense at all. <laughs> I really wish it had been an ambiguous thing where she's could be referring to Dr. Reyes. As a sh- as the she that will kill us all, I've been watching a lot of horror TV. I, I've I watched all of Hill House, and I've been watching Bly Manor. And, oh my god, we got to talk um, about that later. <laughs> yeah, and I have also been watching Wandavision. And the thing about Wandavision is there is like a, like times where characters will be like she this she that, and you think that it's Wanda. I'm ninety nine percent sure that it's another character that they're Mephisto. talking about. It's Mephisto's yeah. mom, famous woman Mephisto. Mephisto's uh, mom, Nina. <laughs> Mephisto's mom. <laughs> yeah, um, but like that's the kind of thing that I'm getting used to. That's the level of like literacy that I am on right now, where mm. I'm like, oh, when they say she when it's a it's pronoun a being used yeah. it could be a misdirect but it wasn't it, yeah. it was like like it could have been read as that if it hadn't been so obviously spoken directly to reyes if she had just kind of said it to nobody in particular i could have believed yeah. it and as then, a like nobody saw iliana for another couple of scenes and they had to all come to the same conclusion as well yeah or something i mean i think um iliana Because my read on that scene of, like, her getting drugged out and then um, Danny coming and giving her Lockheed back, I think my read on Ileana was that she thought Danny was doing it, like, intentionally Mm -hmm. um, and was just very hostile towards her from the very beginning. Um, But but the apology wasn't that kind of, like, sincere moment of, like, hey, I, like, wanted to bring this to you just kind of like show the moment of sincerity and uh, kind of like broke past Ileana's like kind of wall that she had up Mm -hmm. and her aggressiveness towards Danny and uh, made her see that Danny was like a sincere Mm -hmm. person and wasn't like doing this intentionally and so she was kind of comforted by that and was able to open up yeah Can I say one thing that this movie does really well that a lot of the X-Men movies did not? Everything. Um, Casting. Does everything it, well. Because um, it's a 10 I, out of 10. I don't 10. even want to say cast. I want to say it does an ensemble movie very well where we do get enough time with each of the characters for me to feel like I do know each of them pretty okay. I guess, Specifically, yeah. sp- Specifically, Rain and Ileana and Danny, but even the boys, like we do get enough of their backstory that we know where they're coming from. Um, and uh, not Sam as much. Sam has such a basic backstory and it kind of pisses me off. I feel like but with like, each of them, we got enough to get an idea, but not enough time to actually get attached. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. But it's better than, like I said, better than the first X-Men movie where they had Toad for some reason and Sabretooth, but each of them only get one line each. Yeah. 
Like, yeah. why were they there? To make sure These... that all the fans see them and know that, like, those characters are in there. Yeah. It's an exciting thing. And that way Nina's we also find out. Nina's face is just, like, so annoyed. What happens um, when uh, a toad is, is struck, struck, by, lightning. struck by lightning? I've been waiting this entire... I've been waiting an hour to find the best opportunity to say that line. <laughs> I hate that movie. Like, uh, I love it, but I hate it. It's so, so I just want to say... I, I haven't even looked at my notes yet. I love this movie. Mm -hmm. Not exactly for what it is. I think there are some rough spots. Um, overall, I really enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. But it's the first, like, specifically X-Men movie, but also, like, superhero movie in general. Because I didn't know about these characters, like, backgrounds or anything. Like, they're all new to me. Yeah. Um. And so watching it, like, I just loved their interactions and I loved, like, what it could be. And so I would have loved more movies with these characters. Yeah. Me too. Um, so they're I would have loved certainly... to see, like, the trilogy kind of come out. Yeah, they're, but... they're almost certainly not going to do that, though, right? I doubt it. After no. how badly this movie did. Yeah. Um, I have a very important question. Yeah. Um, Jeff. So I've I've explained all of the stuff that you like were lost about at this point. Yeah. It's did not help anything, I'm sure. No. But I'm really, <sighs> really curious about what you thought was going on as someone who did not know anything about the comics, because this movie does the thing that comic book movies do that piss me off the most, which is it doesn't it, it really, really expects you to know the comics at least a little bit. Or else you're going to be super duper lost. Yeah. Um, I mean, the movie does well enough at portraying the. The story and every individual's like origin stories, like just enough that you you kind of get where they're coming from and stuff like we just talked about. It does well enough at showing its own story that like. Yeah, you know, the movie is like self-contained enough that I. I, I definitely feel like I'm not getting the depth of the characters, but I feel like the in terms of like the actual plot of the movie, I got what it was putting down well enough. That's fair. Yeah. Um, Other I, than I like the, Essex Corporation, it's kind of like, well, what's yeah. that, though? I really <laughs> wish they had said something about what that was, because it did leave it didn't it did leave a really big like loose end to tie up, but it didn't even bring our attention back around to what it was by yeah. the end of the movie. Like it really just left it hanging. Um, I have like five notes that sum up to Essex Corp probably means something to comic fans. Yeah. 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 That's the thing. <laughs> it does the same thing that like the first Spider-Man movie uh, with Tobey Maguire did and like the first X-Men movie and the first Avengers movies. And like, like there's just so much name dropping and it's all references to things that as a non-comic reader, I have no idea what any of them are. And I just have to assume that they'll be explained and brought up in like a sequel, but mm -hmm. without any sequels available. I, I just assume it's basically Umbrella Corporation, right? It's just evil company that everybody tolerates for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, you're not wrong. Or, or whatever. Um, one thing I, well, I will say is um, this something this movie does worse than the other X-Men movies, in my opinion, is define the power set. 
I feel like in other X-Men movies, you get a pretty clear idea of what characters can do. In this Professor one, you X, have no what's idea. happening? Her powers are... Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's like you get a good idea of what everyone's powers are. In this movie... Um, they kind of purposefully it, try to keep you in the dark for most of it. Yeah. yeah. Well, specifically with Danny and Ileana, they are two characters that I never thought would be adapted to screen similar to scarlet witch i didn't think they'd ever do anything with her on screen because it's really hard to explain what their powers are um danny's is technically danny has a bunch of powers in the comics but her main one is technically illusions um which is like why it was weird to me that so much of the effects of her illusions were real like real destruction Mm -hmm. um i don't i haven't read much of the comics with her in them to be completely honest um Ileana's, like I said, magic manipulation, whatever the hell that means. Uh, <laughs> in the in the in the comics, there's a whole order of witches and and whatnot that will train. Like Wanda got a bunch of training with a couple different witches to make her powers stronger. But I don't even know what that means. I don't even know how they changed after she got stronger. It was just like suddenly I could do with she could do more thing. Um, but yeah, Kinda like Doctor it, Strange or like no, because Doctor Strange's powers are wildly well explained for the most part oh. like in the doctor strange movie you know he can use the spinner ring you know he can transport to the mirror dimension uh and you know how the time thingy works yeah they do a um, good job explaining what he can and can't do there yeah yeah but wanda i still like to this day watching wandavision i have no idea what she can and cannot do i only sort of watched ultron once so i've got no idea yeah. at all I, I, I have no idea what she can do. And that was um, after I saw Infinity War. And it seems like for for Ileana, what they've done is they've basically just said um, she can teleport and she can make the soul sword. It doesn't seem like she has anything else going for her, um, yeah. which is But fine. also, I think they're in this place that is designed as a sort of like, I'm here to help you learn about what your powers exactly are. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so mm-hmm. it makes sense that they're kind of ill-defined because these people are still learning about it themselves. For yeah. the well, most part. but in that case, I wish there'd been more discussion between Reyes and the characters about that because she's all about control. But where Professor X is like very like My Hero Academia style, like this is how your power power works. So this is how you can stretch yourself to best utilize your abilities. Yeah. Reyes isn't even doing something that I would perceive as beneficial to Essex. She's just like control, control. It doesn't, I have no idea what she's trying to tell them to do. It's like when people tell me to meditate, I don't know what that means. I just sit quietly and my brain buzzes and I'm like, well, this isn't working. That's about how it's supposed to work actually. But What? <laughs> We'll talk about that later. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It kind of yeah. you kind of get the impression that Reyes hasn't been doing this for very long. Maybe they're her first batch or something. Yeah, that wouldn't surprise me at all, actually. Um, yeah. uh, the soundtrack, Noah. We mentioned that a little bit. Yeah. Um, I found it to be generic at its best moments and cringy yeah. at its worst. Mm. Yeah. Like a little too but, hallmark in a couple of spots. But in like a spooky way? No, like in a hallmark oh. kind of way. No, like That's when in the Danny scene that I brought up Rain. where I oh, that yeah, I that I hated where like Danny goes into Ileana's room and she's like, Hey, tell me your life story because we're friends suddenly. Okay, yeah, no. Yeah, the, okay. I feel where you're coming from there. Yeah, the music in that scene had some like 
distractingly Hallmark kind of vibes to it. And I thought it was really dumb. <laughs> I feel that. I get that. Um, I just wrote down this one moment when Nina said that the soundtrack was really pulling a lot of weight in this movie. At that moment, there was actually some decent horror soundtrack action going on. Oh, and yeah. I'm like... I want to clarify what I meant by that is that it was going way too hard in the cliche horror direction for uh, what was being shown on screen. Uh, it was trying yeah, no, I... so hard to add the ambiance that it overstepped into cheesy as hell. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, what scene was that? Do you remember? Um, it was the, the scene where okay. Char uh, Charlie Heaton's character, Sam, Sam was walking down the hall and there was all the miners. Oh, that that's one. not when... Yeah. I thought you yeah, said yeah. it closer to uh, Smiley Boys. I might have. I, I honestly thought it was the miners, but it also could. I just remember that Sam was there. It might have even been the scene where he's touching yeah, where the they washing the machine. No, it was the mm, scene yeah, yeah. where they find Ileana's doors pitch black and she opens it up and there's sad Ileana. Also, where oh, do those yeah, Smiley Boys come too. from? Is that like yeah, what's up something with those she was afraid of you but didn't know what? exist i or... genuinely couldn't tell you oh i do not know <laughs> they seem yeah i don't know okay because I, totally I was hoping you have answers just about part that. of her backstory that we would have learned about yeah they're not in her comic backstory as oh. far as i remember okay. um oh, wait there there's something about them and fun facts let me find it let me find it all right all right keep talking in her um, backstory she's got more lead to actual the demons one best actual horror scene well shot oh. i suppose in the movie and mm -hmm. one of the best moments of acting for monia taylor joy specifically which is where she's walking out of solitary and she sees that thing painted on the wall and mm -hmm. she's like just staring at it with this like terrified look on her face and then the lockheed puppet on her hand turns toward her face and says it's her yeah, that was actually a really good moment, and I wish yeah. that the rest of the movie would have followed that tone. I was really bummed out because if if I didn't know better, I would thought I would think that Anya Taylor Joy is a bad actress from this movie. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Yes. Also, there was an awful lot of this movie that I was very disappointed in too. her acting. And I like her acting a lot in everything else I've seen her she's in. She's good. Yeah. She's really good. Okay, so I thought that this movie was kind of, in a lot of ways, like, uh, bear with me on this, Star Wars 2 Attack of the Clones. Yeah. In that it is a cast of really good actors given absolutely yeah. nothing to work with whatsoever. You know, because mm, yeah. like we've seen Natalie Portman be really good in things. We've seen you and mm -hmm. McGregor be really good in things. We've seen um, Christopher Lee be really good in such a Everything. broad variety of things that it's stunning. Hayden mm. Christensen, I'm sure, has been in other movies, but like, no, what's he's been he in one do? movie that was like an Italian mob, like, no, like no. romance. Did you guys ever see, uh, what was it, Jumper? Nope. Or something? No. Okay, my point though is like, <laughs> if you give somebody, I hate sand, they're yeah. only yeah. going to be able to give you, I hate sand. I hate sand. And I yeah. think that's what we're seeing from everybody in this movie. Because, like, Charlie Heaton isn't a bad actor. We've seen him no. be good. Anya Taylor-Joy, we've seen be absolutely fantastic. Maisie Williams, I've never watched Game of Thrones, but I gather people like her. We've mm -hmm. seen all of these actors do good things. We know that they all can actually be good. I feel like they're all doing their best with what they're given. It's just that they're being given yeah. 
so little to work with in this movie. Mm -hmm. From the sounds of it, it just really seems like they're kind of cut at their heels where I think when all these actors signed on, they had like the original vision of this movie of like, yeah, we're going like this full horror direction. And then um, Fox initially is probably the ones that were like, hey, uh, no, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. yeah. cut it back. <laughs> X-Men movies aren't doing great. Um, we so got to make this more accessible. they had to like cut so much of what they were like excited for yeah. and mm-hmm. like what they I were agree. doing. Um, also, read the smiley face mask people. Um, from IMDb, a villain in the film wears a smiley face mask. In the comics, the new mutants faced off with a mutant supremacy group known as the Right, who wore smiley faced masks. Oh, I mean, I guess wow. so. <laughs> I kind of liked how these guys were just mouth monsters. Also, yeah. they were just. I like their design a lot. Man. My fun fact but about the mouth. smileys is that uh, if 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 the internet is correct in what it's telling me, I'm pretty sure they were voiced by Marilyn Manson. Marilyn Manson did write a song for this movie. Really? Whoa. Yes. Uh, That's pretty weird. Let me me find it. I mean, of all the Um, artists to make a song for uh, an X-Men adjacent kind of a thing, I feel like he's actually kind of a good choice. Uh, His cover of the song Cry Little Sister was originally, um, it was made for the soundtrack. Yeah, and he is credited as the voice for the Smileys. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. All right. Uh, I do not like that man. I do not like him at all. Oh, yes, I like the him very little. just came about him. He's uh, weird. It's, it's been out. coming out for a while. This is just oh, okay. the first time that any actions have been taken. Yeah. Okay. Wait, what is, what is... I haven't heard about that. Uh, uh, he's getting canceled again really hard because of a lot of abuse allegations. A lot. From, it, like, the not, last 20 years. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I missed the days when the worst thing that he did that... was get that rib removed so he could suck his own dick, you know? I missed uh, that. <laughs> Allegedly. <Yeah>. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> I had a lot of friends who really loved him back in high school, and yeah. I really did not like him. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and I still think he's very weird, and I don't like him. And so I'm Fair. glad to see that. Yeah. My my feelings were Your intuition were was correct. Yeah. Yeah. Not a cool dude. Um, no. but yeah, so that's the fun, that's the only fun fact I have about the Smileys. I was unaware that they had, they are not a part of, I think it's an interesting choice for, um, for Eliana's backstory to make it more accessible by just having her scared of some creepy monsters instead of actual, like, demons from a hell dimension. But here's, mm-hmm. here's my, uh, big problem with that. Their design is fine on the body side of things, but the mask is just so clean. Yeah. Like, yeah, the I mask is bad. I don't love the mask design. As someone who has um, like, gone through a lot of trouble looking through different mask designs and stuff in the past just for inspiration, I love looking at different masks in horror movies. Like the the uh, Krampus designs were incredible. Mm. Oh, yeah. Mm. Like oh, yeah. to look at something done by professionals like Weta Workshop and what they're able to like put together and then to see X-Men go like, oh, yeah, well, literally just fucking it's it's shiny. It's clean. It looks like they just bought it out of a freaking party city and slapped it on. If it was yellowed and cracked, I think I'd be OK with it. Or if it yeah, had, like, honestly, dirt or blood spattered onto it. I or was something. thinking like some rust, like it looks like oh, the yeah. eye holes have rusted and kind of rust water is dribbled out of the whole eye sockets. 
I don't know. That's the thing. It doesn't Anything. even look like they've got actual eye holes on the masks. Well, because I mean, the, the dudes wearing don't them have don't eyes. have eyes. So, like... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think if it was any tone of yellow, people would have compared it to Watchmen. Which I think that's also very true. Avoid. There's a lot of um, things they could have done differently with it, though. Yeah. Yeah. They could have made it out of wood. Like, have an obvious yep. wood grain to it. There's that a lot of things. Good. They could have just put the uh, the smile f- Snapchat filter on, a la Truth or Dare. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Truth or Dare. We should do that one day. No. <laughs> we ha- Have we even addressed a Blumhouse movie at this point? No. We haven't. We can address good Blumhouse. We should do Fantasy Island. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you said good Blumhouse like that. Uh, exists. Oh no, I don't think it's. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot of yeah, good Blumhouse yeah, out there. They just don't put but their any, name on it when it's good. Yeah, that's the problem. Anything that says that comes Blumhouse first is usually bad. Anything that comes other people and Blumhouse and also, is usually yeah. good. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure the new one was the new Invisible Man Blumhouse. I thought it was. I believe so. I believe so. I think yeah. I saw it was. Also, Get Out was Blumhouse funded. Yeah. Was it? Okay. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so good Blumhouse does exist. I retract my previous. <laughs> there's day. a lot of good Blumhouse out there, but just, there's even more. It's the mind bad, bad Blumhouse. Yeah. Yeah. The Blumhouse Blumhouse. Um. Do we have anything else we want to address before I read some of Noah's very good notes? Um. Um. I I would just like to say that it's a shame, because like this is the worst grossing like X Men slash Marvel movie. Um. That's but a shame. also, they released it in August 2020 in theaters <laughs> during a pandemic. Yeah. So of course it's the fucking worst grossing yeah. movie. Uh, it, yeah. They released it in August during the pandemic, and uh, more importantly, like I said, I didn't hear it came out. They, no. Yeah, there was zero advertisement. They didn't talk about it. This one could have made a killing if they had premiered it on Hulu. Yeah. Yeah, you, you could know, have done pretty make well. Make a big well, thing out of it. Boom. That's why um, in the initial contract, it said that it had to be released theatrically. Oh. Um, well, right. I think that would have been the move. That sucks. Oh. Um, I did have one friend who saw it in theaters, wildly enough, um, because I, my friends are idiots sometimes. During a panorama? During a pangea. We're in a Panera right now. but yeah uh and then my my boss like i said did see it and he's very excited to hear my thoughts but we haven't worked together since i've seen it so sucks to be him haha yeah um he can just listen to the podcast i also think it's a shame that this is the least successful x-men movie considering how much of i don't think it's i think at the point of representation where we're in it's not necessarily a huge huge breakthrough no. to have a lead lesbian romance in in this kind of movie but it is still a breakthrough it's and it and these characters are so cute together and it's actually really well written and like they didn't they at no point did they say wait but i'm a girl <gasps> they didn't do that line and i was very happy to see yeah. that also, man, I'm sick of that. can we talk for a second about how much, how hard they went telegraphing Rain's gayness? They really did. Did anybody else notice that? Because, like, before they even started pushing it really hard, she was like, ooh, Father Craig said I was a witch. And I was like, ooh, 
I bet there's other things about her that the church doesn't approve of. And then like a scene and a half later, they've got her watching that one scene from like, what what is it? Buffy Buffy the Vampire Vampire Slayer. Slayer. A series in which uh, Allison Hannigan plays a a lesbian witch. So they're like building the association, (gasps) witches or lesbians. But then to push that even harder, it's an especially gay scene. And she is like mm-hmm. glued to the TV. She's like sitting in front of a table directly in front of the TV, like glued to it. And nobody yeah. else in the room is even looking. So it's like they are pushing so hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and like I, 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 they did a couple things with Buffy the Vampire Slayer that I, that I enjoyed, which is um, the design for the smileys. When I initially saw them, you see them before they show the scene from Buffy the Vampire Slayer, uh-huh. but they also, show hush the episode of buffy the vampire slayer where there are these creepy ass dudes who can take away your voice and i had already been like wow those kind of dudes kind of look like both slenderman and a little bit like the silence from doctor who and a little bit like the dudes from hush and then they just showed the scene and i was like oh i bet the design was inspired by that yeah gosh it is like the silence from doctor who isn't it yeah (laughs) <laughs> Spindly dudes in suits is not good creature design. Can we just stop it's, with that? Can we? Yeah. Can I'm we not see that again, please? <laughs> I'm so um, tired of it. But yeah, I really enjoyed Rain and Danny's romance. I really liked their early flirting with the um, the scene where Rain talks Danny down. Um, yeah. Yeah. I like I said, I am watching Bly Manor. A similar first flirting scene happens in that one where one character has a panic attack and the other's awkwardly no talking them down. Nina's watching without me because she forgot we were going to watch it together. Yeah. So <laughs> she's just going to spoil it for me now. I haven't watched um, it. I'm not sure. I just think that's a really so cute, good. really cute meet cute. I love that. I love that's how it happened. I love the like flirty jokes that Rain makes where it shows that like even though I would say that Mooney, Mooney, Moonstar, wow, Harry Potter, how did you get here? Uh, how Danny, Danny Moonstar as a person is maybe a little more confident than Rain. Rain is very, um, very self-conscious about Catholic, very Catholic. Um, but in the flirting, for some reason, Rain is like 80% more confident than Danny. And it's super cute. She's all in with that. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's adorable. I love them together. Rain's the alpha. It true. (laughs) Yeah. Because Um, she's a wolf. (laughs) (laughs) Whoa. Uh... Here, I'm gonna yeah, just. I, I love that. Sure. I thought like initially they might just go be going like the gal pals route. Yeah. Um, and never actually confirmed it, but then they made out, and I was like, yeah, yeah. And they we built to it really friends. naturally. It didn't feel like did. stuck mm-hmm. on or anything, or it didn't I, feel yeah. forced One, at all. It just kind of went. It One was just I a romance line. It felt yeah. just like a like any other romance between teen characters in a mm-hmm. movie where yeah. it's you've got the meet cute, the flirting, the snarkiness, the running into each other in awkward situations and having a heartfelt moonlight conversation. Very typical. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was really happy to see that they didn't treat it like it was special, but that made it more special. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a good way to put it. Um yeah. With that said, the entire rest of the character development in the movie is kind of like um, 
You guys ever watch Monsters University where like for half of the yeah. movie, Sully is just a dick. And then right at the midpoint of the movie, a switch just flips and he's like, oh, I'm yeah. a nice guy now. I'm a teddy bear. Hello, everybody. Literally Ilyana. And she that says is every so character in this racist, movie. <laughs> she says so much racist stuff and it makes me really uncomfortable because. Um, she doesn't apologize for any of it. The movie does nothing to say like, you know, Ileana was wrong to say these things, but. They and it's move. not like your typical like old school insults like Danny even mentions that it's not the old typical like Pocahontas kind of insults. It's thought out really crappy stuff. And I like I'm like, why would you even give the 12 year olds who play Call of Duty more fuel for their fire? Yeah, <laughs> right? Like just you can write an asshole character that you want to be sympathetic later. If you want me to like your character later on, don't make them actually racist or actually like you can make someone a jerk. You can make someone lash out of out of anger without having them be so super racist. Yeah, for sure. Anyway, it, it wouldn't piss me off if they just like there are two things they could have done. They could have made her an asshole all the way through and had her continue being a bad person and be racist or they could make her sympathetic and not racist. It's one or the other. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like if she I feel like she could say a lot of the things that she says earlier on in the movie, so long as she does actually apologize afterward, because mm-hmm. a lot of it is mm-hmm. just kind of. I get the impression that Ileana is not necessarily actually racist. She just wants to put together the most effective insults possible. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's that's more telling just about how she wants everyone to know that she hates them more Mm -hmm. than actual racism. I mean, she might actually be racist. I don't know. But yeah, if she were to actually display some remorse, you know. Yeah, that might be also why she's not super racist towards Berto. Yeah. Um, who is Hispanic. It's because that's not something that will bother him. Uh, as much as it bothers Danny, who also who already has to deal with so much freaking discrimination. Mm-hmm. Right. At least she doesn't insult Danny for being gay. At least there's that. She does leave uh, that alone. So like why can't she leave the racism thing alone? Yeah. Like I don't yeah. understand why one minority thing is more important to these writers. It's just weird to me. Yeah. 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 Maybe it's to draw attention to the fact that, like, they've got a Native American character. It may be. And they want it may everyone be to that. Know. <laughs> that that definitely feels like a probable thing that they might have been doing. Unfortunately, because yeah. I I love this movie otherwise, but like I'm not like in in uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I'm not an important amount Native American. Um, I. I like my dad is Puerto Rican and it is impossible to avoid a bit of Taino Indian or other indigenous to the Caribbean area, like native in your, in your um, ethnicity at that point. But like, so that's like so far off that this is not a personal thing for me. So I'd love to hear more native people's takes on the representation in this movie and how Danny is treated. Um, because I definitely think it's a step up to have her character and it's a step up from how she was portrayed in the comics or how a lot of native characters were portrayed early X-Men. Yikes. Um, huge step up from that. But I wonder if we can't still do better. I definitely think we can. Oh, almost certainly. Right. Uh, anyway, Um, now that we're done talking about touchy topics, does anyone want to hear Noah's funny notes? I actually have one more thing I want to talk about the movie. (laughs) So, um, Dr. Reyes was wearing what looked like an old school radiation badge through the entire movie. 
and they made a real big point of having it fall off when she yes. was running away from I Danny. I thought that was going to be something. And I assumed that that was something that was going to like help protect her from other people's powers or something like that. Okay, see, because I, I was. I was having like tonal whiplash of the technology of the movie because the place is so old and the camera bracket mounts and stuff like that. Everything looked like old tech. Right. So I thought, oh, when is this? Is this alternate 1980 where we have secret high tech items, but actually it's a low tech setting, but they had it because they were fancy or is this something else? And so I the a radiation badge of sorts made sense to me, right? And then they had it fall off, and I'm realizing it's just the Essex Corp logo. See, yeah. I thought I was that so mad. it was like um, like a Star Trek thing, and it was to help with her like voice control of the doors and stuff. Mm, that would have made know? sense, too. Like, she could say that a door needs to open and stuff, or but like it wouldn't open if the badge yeah, wasn't never, close to it. Or something they kept showing like that, that it was her voice that opened things, but that never came in play. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that never felt mattered. very Shekhov's gun to me, and then it never mattered. Again, Check who knows if the movie SX had been Corp. a little longer and a little harder edged, maybe it would have turned out uh, a lot different, a lot better. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that that's I just wanted to bring that up because okay. I thought that was a big miss. I thought that they could have done something with that. I also named her Dr. Gaslight because that's all <laughs> that she did through the whole movie it was is. gaslight every Absolutely. single person. Absolutely. Um, her death speech was so gaslighty. She's like, no, you don't understand. I'm doing this for you. We just have to kill her and it will be fine. Everyone I, needs to get over it. She definitely, and I feel like people who gaslight in real life do this as well, sounded like she was trying to convince herself as much as Danny. Perhaps. Oh yeah, no. she there There is definitely a cut of this movie where she was going to switch sides and then Mr. Sinister would come <laughs> in and kill her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, a yeah lot of very pr promised Neverlandy. Mm-hmm. Good. Uh, a lot of the stuff that she said and a lot of the stuff that other characters say about the things that she said kind of made me think, uh, you know, all their like um, uh, what stick to the treatment talk and that kind of thing mm -hmm. kind of made me think like I know the X-Men comics originally were a metaphor about racism and stuff. Right. But mm -hmm. about marginalization in general. But yes, um, yeah. the, the way that they talked about the treatment and stuff in this one kind of made me think that it could be really well applied in today's culture in favor of like autistic or neurodivergent people, especially mm -hmm. right now in the wake of that mm -hmm. monstrosity that Sia just put out. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck you, um, Sia, because I know you're listening you, to this podcast right now. <laughs> I don't like you. <laughs> We've had a yeah. lot of fuck yous this episode. Um, We're just she coming at her Twitter. She did. So, yeah, X-Men has always been a, an allegory for basically any marginalized group. Um, it's been telling your parents you're a mutant has been an allegory to coming out way back, oh, yeah. way back when. Oh, yeah. Um, and obviously the racism thing with Professor X and Magneto being direct allegories to direct allegories to Malcolm X and Martin Luther King Jr., um, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and it has been an allegory for mental health in the past, too. And I think that's a great reading of this movie for sure. Mm -hmm. I would agree. I mean, I'm not necessarily saying that's uh, a thing that I could see in this movie, but just that it's something that I think the the themes should be used for in the near future mm -hmm. more I so than anything that's currently in the movie. 
I definitely saw it in the movie slightly. I think it could have been like, like you said, it can be used stronger in the future. But I saw it when I was here, like certain things that Dr. Reyes was saying, people yeah. who I know who have been in, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Who have committed themselves for mental health reasons uh-huh. um, to the hospital, to hospitals or to that kind of situation. Um, I have heard a lot of things about how they're treated, how the nurses, how like what they are allowed to and aren't allowed to do and what that feels like um, and how they're treated at like their humanity is treated. And I saw a lot of that in this movie and just how like everyone's treated with a nine foot pole. Like maybe they're like babies or not even human to some extent. Um, So I think that I think it could have been done better. Maybe, again, a lot of this movie could have been done better, but I think the intent was there. And who knows what the original cut was supposed to look like. Yeah, this is is maybe one of those movies that I'm going to mourn the potential for a little while, but it is what it is. And it's not too terrible. Yeah, I mean, who knows? Maybe in three more years, the the Snyder cut of New Mutants will come out. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) And we'll find out what it was really supposed to be. Okay. All right. Nina wants to read I my really notes. I really want now. to read Noah's okay. notes because there are some good ones. I, I don't even wait, know what wait, she. Wait. Oh yeah. Jeff, the theme song. All right. So the theme music for this one, I was thinking, <laughs> what if it's like, what if it's the Killers, right? What if it's like, okay. yeah. don't you wanna come with me? Don't you wanna read my notes on your That's just a good song. <laughs> Oh wait a minute. <laughs> that sounds kind of weird. <laughs> That doesn't work. <laughs> no. We'll do something else. <laughs> it was, it was a going in a good direction, but I kind of, you, you lost me somewhere in there. Okay, here we go. Uh, <laughs> we've got, my, my main question is, will this be better than Apocalypse? If the answer isn't yes, I'm going to sue. <laughs> uh, I mean, I think I'm within my right to charge them for mental damages at that point. I think you'd win. I'm glad you didn't have to sue. Me too. I wish you would have. <laughs> Um, we've got Roberto is too horny for this movie. He is. He is. For a, for a guy whose whole character development later is actually I'm a virgin because I'll incinerate my girlfriend. Which like they do that great with Rogue where she's like afraid of physical touch from then on. But Roberto's so horny. Well, he's just such an asshole for the early parts of the movie. And then it's like, well, I accidentally killed my girlfriend. And then he doesn't talk for the rest of the movie. Yeah. yeah. So we're supposed to just assume he's no longer an asshole, I guess. I guess <laughs> uh, he doesn't do much in the later part of the movie, apart no. from sit up in in the in the foreground of a shot that was clearly just there to mix up the shot. That was composition. such a weird shot. <laughs> yeah. When when Danny's fighting the bear, and it's like ninety percent <laughs> the back of Roberto's head. Nine percent bear, one percent Danny. She's doing the Moana walk towards the bear, and Roberto just sits up in the foreground. <laughs> terrible, I think they call terrible, that terrible. moonwalking. Actually, <laughs> um, the second worst, like awkward shot in this movie for me is when Danny runs into the the uh, force field in the beginning of the movie. But the effects mm. were added in such that it makes it look like she reacted to running into the force field before she actually does. Yeah, yeah. it's not. It's not well put together, really. They started pulling her away with that little wire, and then they're like, oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, yeah, and in that scene, Ileana does the, like, spray painting thing, and she makes a big deal out of it, and then that never comes back. It doesn't start to matter at all. What was she no. even doing? I don't even know. I don't even remember what she wrote. Did She, did she didn't even she write wrote? anything. They show the thing later on, and she just put, like, a single arch onto it. 
Anyway. That's for McDonald's. <laughs> it's just um, one though. She and never it's got black. to finish. <laughs> uh, speaking of M's. <laughs> I, oh. I totally when I saw uh, when I saw the W on the back of Rain's shoulder so a thing in Days of Futures Past is that um, in the future mutants are branded with an M for mutant so I saw the W on Rain's shoulder and I thought to myself ah Wooten <laughs> Victor Wooten is one of my favorite bass players <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just sitting here like, what's that stand for? You think she's like <laughs> Wootent? <laughs> it stands for witch, but that's just like, why did you? Uh, I get why they put it there, but also like, wait, I thought it stood for wolf. That's oh. I assumed it stood for were like werewolf, but no, it's witch. No, she gets. I assumed she gets witch. I don't know. I don't know why you would. Think she does that. specify later. Yeah, Wootent. Anyway. uh <laughs> Uh, what do we got? No, this one's my favorite because it just says this hospital is a mess. What the hell is going on? I think that's before we realized that there was only one person there. But yeah, yeah not a good time. Um, this was actually filmed in, I think, Massachusetts first mental asylum. Oh, and scary. the entire crast was constantly freaked out by, by the location. It's probably I think haunted. That's fair. Probably. The fact that they managed to film there and make a movie that wasn't scary is pretty impressive. <laughs> <laughs> that, no, absolutely. Um, what else have we got? We have Ilyana needs to be less racist. We've been over this, but yes. Yep. Um, we have Nina seems worked up about the big energy sword. It seems very serious. <laughs> She's like... When, you know, Ileana almost killed Danny with the soul sword, and he's just like, well, she pulled out the soul sword, and I'm just like, okay. She pulled out the soul <laughs> it's sword. It's called the soul sword. We're <laughs> <laughs> scribbling furiously. Um, we've got the first appearance of the slimy, the smi the slimies. The smileys is marked with, what the hell, that mask guy was dumb as hell. Yeah. <laughs> um. Anyone here play Dead by Daylight? Nope. Uh, a little. So I'm pretty Was sure the that... Legion character. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I, I get don't what you mean. Play him though, um, because this is a reference to something else. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ileana, when it's arguably not Ileana, and it's um a hallucination the whole time when she's swimming. Mm -hmm. That part. Um, yeah. I'm pretty sure she's singing the same song as Huntress sings when she's stalking people. It's a longer version. It's, it's not just it's, a little melody like a, on loop. It's a vaguely uh, Eastern European like <laughs> melody. It sounds right, like a so lullaby. I'm confused about that scene actually because it is shown to have not been Ileana actually through all it of wasn't. that scene. Yep. But none of the other illusions that Danny creates by accident um We're pretend nearly that to convoluted. be something else for a little while yeah. so why well, you know why they had one? to get roberto heated up first i think it's because it's about roberto's Stoke worst fear and his new worst fear is getting close to anyone else um yeah. that's what i would assume oh, okay so it's not about it being eliana it's just about um the intimacy mm-hmm mm -hmm. okay. maybe he just that has movie. a crush she, on eliana yeah um, because after that moment, one thing that does change about him is he does start referring to Ileana almost exclusively as Illy. 
So. Hmm. 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 Anyway, what else have we got? Um, <laughs> it's okay. I'm a doctor. I've never trusted somebody less. <laughs> uh, we've got what did Sam do though? It's yeah, I, never explicitly said that no, he caused a cave-in. It is. is he it, did he said specifically he killed say people, he says that he caused his dad and the whole team, but yeah. So he, I think it's implied that it's a cave-in, but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. not a lot of options on that front. I love the. <laughs> or, or like whatever I don't remember if it's Danny or Eliana but someone asked Rain something if like like is it gonna be okay and Rain's just like yeah I can see in the dark uh, yeah as oh, if yeah, like um, of course I can see in the dark it's like yeah okay yeah. thanks thanks like in the you're crawling around in vents the question is more about whether you know where the vents lead than whether you can <laughs> see but <laughs> yeah Um. everyone in this film has a body count by the way like we talked about earlier how it wasn't a tornado it was a bear demon but i actually think what it was is it started out as a tornado but as danny got afraid i don't think we talked about this on the episode yet oh no No. um emma when she gave the synopsis said that we don't find out until later that it was actually the bear demon Mm -hmm. i think it was a personally this is just my theory i think it was a combination of both i think it started out as a tornado but then danny overblew it into Mm -hmm. something bigger um because she was asleep when everything started going down so it was either she was asleep and we do see later in the movie that when she's asleep things do still go haywire so it was either that was just her powers awakening or there was something that scared her mm-hmm. and does, things flew out of proportion. does her dad ever actually say that it's a tornado i don't know because i don't think he, he does i think that's just something that danny and dr reyes say afterward because i'm pretty sure her dad just says we've we got to go. go we've got to get out and i've got to go help people like yeah. I don't think he don't ever remember. says that it's a tornado. Yeah, I, I got the right. impression that she was just like having a nightmare or something, and then her powers decided to manifest then. Um, one thing that did happen that we haven't talked about is that Dr. Reyes is reveal- revealed to have a past as possibly one of the doctors in the facility that's brought up in Logan. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. The facility where X-23 was made. Uh, so, because when Danny... Uh, is on drugs she does have a flashback to that and at first i thought that that meant that danny was from that facility and maybe her dad Noah and i were thinking that maybe her dad was like an illusion illusion that she made up for herself i was so excited at that thought i'm like oh danny's a test tube baby from the facility and escaped and imagined this whole thing and this is just them recovering her and rehoming her in the better Um, version of this movie i think that's probably what they could go for yeah, it it would have been cool. I just remembered that that is something that happened. Um, Could have been cool. I, we got the classics. Acid Corp means something. Probably means something to comic fans. Um, there's a lot of things about Noah wondering what something's going to be, and that it actually doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of things like that. Yeah. Um. There I is the a note that was going to come back. Me too. It would be neat. Um. Oh, this is my favorite one. He, it says here, I because li- he did do this. He says, "I literally said, unless this gets bad in in the last thirty minutes, I don't know why it was rated so low." He said this at the at the point where there was thirty minutes left. He said this out loud. Mm-hmm. Uh, and-, and then <laughs> moments later, I'm like, "Oh, 
there's two bears inside us. The fear bear and the other bear. The don't Here's care the fear bear. bear. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was just not good. I kind of thought she was going to defeat it by summoning the other bear. Yeah, right? And then that but didn't then happen. The Instead, the power of love and friendship triumphed overall. See, the moment where the bear well, was trying true. to bite at rain and her feet were slipping and squishing his nose, I was like, oh, he's kind of cute. And then immediately they made him good like two seconds later. I was <laughs> like, yeah! <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like lucid dreaming, kind of. Like, yeah. her dreams mm -hmm. and powers are like going completely out of control. And then she like takes ownership of it and blah 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 blah. Yep. She pennywised it. She pennywised. Yep. Um, spoilers. <laughs> but yeah. Um da, 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 da. Yeah, they they did they did really just have Boberto, he called him Boberto in this note. Uh, <laughs> pick up a boot filled to the brim with blood. Yeah, Dr. Reyes just like dissipates just into a Apparently. Yeah. And, yeah, and he just like picks it up and he pours like, it out pours and it just dumps blood, blood out for it. a while. More liquid than would fit in a boot, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> It was. <laughs> it was her. Was it a boot or a high heel? I don't remember. It was a high heel. Yeah, it was boot. a high. Oh. Something that doesn't even hold that much water. <laughs> like, <laughs> what? And I'm. I don't know. It's. There were some bad decisions at the end of this movie. Yeah, there were uh, some bad decisions just, throughout this movie. <laughs> right down to the part where it just ended and everything was just done. It's yeah. just like, oh, come on, y'all. Come on, y'all. Yeah. Do you but, really? You, know. you just spent the entire night fighting various enemies and now it's dawn and you're gonna leave without even making yourselves breakfast or taking a nap like come on guys you're yeah just i wouldn't want to stay there any longer no but breakfast and a nap emma i personally <laughs> would really want breakfast and a nap I'd, at that I'd be point high on that i'd be too high on that adrenaline okay maybe that's true maybe we would, we would get like an maybe 30 minutes into that walk and then i'd be and then i'd be like, like oh, I'm I'm not a nap. Nap. <laughs> this yeah. was a mistake <laughs> um, how long do you think the the rest of the patients had been there at the time that Danny showed up? Great question. Because there are a lot of things that are said that kind of gave me the impression that they had been there for a while and gotten to know each other a bit. Then there's a lot mm -hmm. of other things that are said that give the impression that they have not been there for very long and do not know each other whatsoever. Yeah. Yes. It's like, they're just like, yeah, we don't know anything about rich kid Roberto with his many, many girlfriends he's slept with. That's all we know. And yeah. But at the same time, they have this like hideout from Reyes where they've all hung out before Danny got there. Yeah. And yeah. Bonding they moments act already. like the hideout is this super familiar thing. They got stuff written on the walls and stuff. But then they start doing the lie detector game. And when they start, you get the impression that they've done this before. And this is just something that they do for fun. They play with a lie detector yeah. like teens do, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. But then Roberto goes to answer the question and he lies. And Ileana's like, we have a lie detector done as though they hadn't just hooked up hooked him up to the machine and like he yeah. wouldn't have noticed that they hooked him up to the yeah, machine but like every name me a teenager who thinks that they wouldn't be able to be a lie that's a very oh, absolutely. That's, you know, I'm not, that's also I'm not true. saying it's wrong that he would lie it's just the way that Ileana says actually we have a lie is wrong that he would lie Jeff that is a sin that's a sin oh, a lot, right? Right. he has to go to confession with the demon priest yeah um, <laughs> also, this... uh, apparently Maisie Williams took this role because she personally identifies with 
uh, with Rain as an Aww. ex-Catholic herself. Oh, good for her. Cool. Not being or Catholic current Catholic anymore. and just not as strict as she used to be. Um, my little blurb is very unclear. Okay. Yeah. Um, she was the only one considered for that role because apparently no nope, Josh Boone did... identified with the character, not her. Uh, my mistake. Yeah. Um, some fan had made a like fan Edit. animation thing yeah. with uh, with Maisie Williams as Will Spain, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, the director saw it and he was like, "Okay, yeah, I want oh. Maisie Williams." I genuinely can't think of another actor that I could see playing Wolfsbane. Yeah, she was point. great. I very, very much enjoyed um, um, her role in this. I wish people would cast actual Slavic actors playing Slavic characters, R.E. Ilyana, but Anna Taylor-Joy did a fine job. She did her best, yeah. 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 Um, this episode's going long. It is. It we have really is. Long. Anyway, I, <laughs> we should start I do feel like up. we've covered uh, basically everything. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Anybody else laugh at any point in the movie? A lot. I had to pause it for a second at the one part where they're fighting the bear. Well, Ileana's oh no. fighting the bear and everybody else runs to the church and Rain is like, demons can't go into churches. The bear immediately breaks <laughs> through the wall into the church. My, but then my it personal... is revealed that the bear only went into the church to get away from Ileana. <laughs> I, well, what's really funny to me is the moment where they're like, we had Sam and, uh, and Birdie are like, we gotta help Illy. And so they like try and re- redirect the bear and the moment that the bear is redirected, she's like, what? Come back here, you coward. <laughs> that was very funny. She was literally not having any trouble with that bear. None, none at all. Yeah. It was honestly from all her. her trouble started because they interfered. Yeah, yeah. when they, they when she was out in the alone. open, she had the upper hand. But when they got into the church, she did have some issues. Unfortunate, but honestly, all all because the negative things can't said go here into churches. All the negative things said. I still like this movie a lot. I would watch it again. It was 10 out of 10. It was worth my time. Yeah. yeah. Which is honestly more than I can say for some movies that I've watched recently. Most X-Men movies in the past few years. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, thank you everybody for listening to this episode of Casual Obsession, a horror movie podcast where we talk about horror movies and X-Men movies. (laughs) Yeah. Um, <laughs> I I knew that this movie was probably not going to be heavy on the horror, but I wanted to do it anyway because I am so glad you did it as horror. Me too. And I was like, <laughs> I I'm fucking taking it. Yeah, I'm, I'm so thrilled. glad that you did. I think honestly, I think once a year we all, maybe not once a year each, but like Every some number of times a year. I think we we are we've earned. Um, some selfish movie choices, especially Emma, yeah. who has not gotten to pick a movie yet. Emma earned yeah. this, which I makes it sound this, like a mean thing, it. <laughs> but it's not. Um, what was I gonna say? But um, yeah, uh, I, I'm really glad we got to talk about the X Men because I don't know if you guys picked up on this because I never explicitly said it, but I'm a huge X Men fan, and with that, you can find me on Twitter at Nina Wolverine. I don't think it's ever come up before that my name is very hugely based off of an X-Men character. I'm wearing a Wolverine shirt right now. I think um, you've mentioned it at least four times, and every time I, you've been I'm like, I don't sure. know if I've talked about this. But. Yeah, my point, my point being, Nina Wolverina, uh, if you want to follow me on my more horror-specific Twitter, House Usher Rises. Wolverina is Wolverine's mom. 
Oh, I'm yeah. Wolverine's mom. The real villain. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> I'm Noah. You can follow me at Bubba the Bad, B-U-B-B-A-D-A-B-A-D. Twitch, Twitter, and Insta. I'm making a return on Tumblr, too. Ooh. It happens once every few months. So I'm just like, I hate Facebook. And I go on Tumblr. <laughs> and, I don't uh, think we ever talked about this. This is not going to mean anything for the people listening to this podcast. When I was listening to Off the Air Still, um, which is another podcast that Noah does, um, one of the co-hosts is named Jackson, and his name everywhere is Jacksonium, except on Tumblr, he changed it to Turning Point USA as a joke. (laughs) And when he talked about that on the podcast, I immediately made a Tumblr of Jacksonium, and I stole uh, his name, and I've never <laughs> given it back. That's amazing. As if you'll ever want to stop being Turning Point USA. <laughs> yeah. Well, one of these days he'll find out about it. A perfect clone of his account too. Same picture, same layout, same everything. Oh, nice. Yeah. And it, it for was a long effort. time, I was retweeting the same stuff that yeah, he was. For literally he months, I was doing that, and then <laughs> he never mentioned it. And so I, I stopped, but it's still there. I'm going to have to ask him about it. <laughs> I wonder if he noticed, because I'm sure he noticed. noticed and just didn't do anything with it. But yeah. anyway, Emma, outside of at Jacksonium on Tumblr, where can we find you? <laughs> um, you can find me on Twitter. Um at MJ2017, or I run the podcast Twitter at Casual Horror Pod. Yeah. Um, and also, I, I, um, I built, I'm going to do a special shout out for me. Um, I've been working on a tabletop role playing oh, system yeah. based oh, yeah. on Final Fantasy since September. And I ran um, a session for it last night. For a YouTube channel I'm in called Blades and Blasters, and that video should be coming up in the next couple days. By the time that's this exciting. comes out, it's probably already up. Hell yeah! Um, but yeah, cool. super fun so system. That's exciting. How about uh, you, Jeff? You can find me on Twitter at Bubba Wubba Dab. You can find me on Instagram at The Hammer of Jeff, and you can find me on this podcast on the next episode choosing the the movie. Ooh. Uh, there's probably a better oh, way yeah. that I could have phrased that. Um, that was pretty good, what, though. What movie are we going to watch The movie next? that we are going to watch is a movie that I believe to be one of the actual... Wait, hold on. Okay, so I, I've been picking bad movies on this podcast so far. And for a while, I thought, <laughs> I'm just going to be the bad movie guy because the podcast needs that. And somebody needs to fill the spot, so I'll just pick bad movies, right? And then I thought... I'm going to get bored with that. Everyone's going to get bored with that. It's going to stop being fun eventually. So I was like, how much funnier is it going to be if I just like very wildly between like the best and the worst movies and you just never know what I'm going to come at you with next? Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. So I'm picking a good one this time. And I am going to let you know whether I am picking a good or a bad movie every time so that you know what to expect going into it because I would hate to pick a good movie and have you guys going into it like Jeff made me watch Killer Clowns. This is probably going to be that bad. <laughs> and then not appreciate it for the fullness of what it is. I appreciate so this that you're is a doing good one. <laughs> I don't okay. know what's going to be after this. It might be another bad one. It might be another good one. Who knows? Just tell us what this the movie one, is, Jeff. 
I believe to be one of the greatest horror movies, if not one of the greatest movies in general of the 2010s. I think it is really, really good. It's The Shining. (laughs) The 2010s. Is it Halloween 1970s, The Shining. (laughs) Um, No, I think I know what it is. I'm I'm really really excited to say it. I'm a moron. The Black Coat's Daughter. Not what I thought at all. Oh, I've, I've been telling you to watch it for about three years, is. Noah. So finally, I, I get to actually make you do it. <laughs> I thought you were about to say Oculus, which I don't think is one of the best movies of the, of no, the 2010s, but it's very good. It's fun. It's not good. Um, I've okay, never heard of this movie before, which terrifies me. It is on I'm really Netflix. Excited. I am the Black begging you, all is... of my co-hosts and all of our listeners, I am begging you, do not learn anything about this movie before you watch it. Don't watch a trailer. Don't read a summary. Just find it on Netflix and hit the play button. <laughs> you want to go into this as absolutely blind as possible. I'm very excited. I'm very excited. Cool. Um, awesome. Love it. Well, um... With all that said, thank you guys so much for listening. We will talk to you next time. Happy Valentine's Day. Woo!